0: going on cox talks nation listen we're back been a minute been a while i apologize but listen um thanks so much for everybody's patience um been a busy guy here on the farm summer's awful busy for me i i do have a little bit of free time on my hands but uh not gonna lie my diet fucking sucks uh i don't drink water I don't eat fucking vegetables. So, when I'm this busy at the end of the day, honest to God, I am just fucking exhausted because I do not take care of myself. I am the first one to admit that. You might actually notice I'm a little bit out of breath as I sit here right now. And all I did was run up the fucking stairs. I actually noticed the other day, uh, my lovely better half and I, Yeah, there's an empty beer can just falling on the floor here in the Cox Talks World Headquarters studio. The other day, my better half and I, we were out for a walk. Uh, we were up, up in the Muskoka's for the weekend with the sea And we were out for a walk and I had to walk up a fucking hill. And oh my god. Yeah, something's going on. And and, and I listen, I mean something's going on as in I'm so fucking far out of shape. It is ridiculous. Uh, my cardio just is not there anymore. But I'm not going to do anything about it. Why? Because I'm still young enough to think I'm invincible. B, because I'm lazy as fuck when I'm not at work. And C, I have bad self-discipline, not only with my diet, but trying to stay in shape and whatever. And (sighs) yeah, that's fuck. That's where we're at. That's where I'm at in my life. You know what? I've let myself go, and I'm okay with it. I had a good run, all right? I had a good run, saw some things, did some things. And you know what? I'm just going to... Uh, fuck it. I'm going to go ahead and say it. If the good Lord comes and gives me fucking cardiac arrest right now, I'm okay with it. I've left a good impression on the world. As I like to think. Maybe that's arrogant of me to think, but fuck it. I've left a good impression on the world. I've left a good impression on... Uh, people I've met. And uh, yeah, if cardiac arrest comes and takes me in the middle of the night or while I'm climbing a silo or while I'm fucking doing 112 kilometers an hour on my C2, I'm okay with it. I am. I'm okay with it. I've done well. I've done well. So listen, yes, thanks for sticking around. Thanks for being patient. Um, Got a lot of feedback, a lot of questions, wanting to know when a new podcast episode is coming out. Well, listen, I finally got some time here to sit down and and fire one out. I'm gonna ride solo on this one. I don't know what it's gonna be like. I don't know what it's gonna sound like. Um, but fuck it. I bet you're gonna check it out, and I bet you're gonna listen till the end because you guys, you listeners out there, are dedicated Cox Talks listeners, and I thank you and I love each and every single one of you. Um, uh, a little soft here, but one of the one of the biggest things I like about this podcast is I have yet to meet a person who speaks to me regarding my podcast that doesn't have a smile on their face. And you know what? It, it, you can fucking say whatever you want. Every time I talk to somebody about my podcast, they're always laughing. They're always smiling. And that's why I do it. It's not for fame or fortune. It's to make people laugh. It's to, you know, I've always said to uh, shut their fucking brains off for, for you know, from all this fucking horse shit going on in the world. And it just keeps getting worse and worse. And we're not going to get into it. We're not going to fucking go down that path. But again, I thank you. I thank you so much for listening to the podcast and for being patient. So as usual, questions, comments, concerns, dilemmas, reach out to me on Instagram at uh, the Cox Talks podcast. Um, I did get a couple messages. I don't really know. Well, I know what was going on, but I'm not going to tell you people what was going on. There was a little issue with the podcast being played across Apple. And I had a few listeners reach out to me here. Paul Wright. Paul Wright, a good farm boy from Canada here. He reached out. He was having some issues listening to the Cox Talks podcast on Apple. And a good close, close friend of mine, Uncle Shane Smith. That's right. Uncle Shaner, he reached out to me. Uh, a local guy here from Oxford, Ontario. Good guy. Good guy. Good guy. Good, Just a good fucking down-home partying guy. Uncle Shaner couldn't listen to the podcast, so listen, no no disrespect to you, Paul, but listen, when Uncle Shaner texted me and said he, could, he couldn't he could listen to the podcast, Coxie, what's going on? I had to get that sorted out, so Uncle Shane Smith, you are maybe... I mean, I don't like to play favorites, but uh, you are maybe my favorite Cox Talks listener out there, and I'm going to tell you something else, Uncle Shane... Your little circle of friends out there, and I know there's a couple of you guys that listen to the podcast here, you're the toughest one out of that whole group. And don't let anybody tell you any different. You're the toughest one. You're the best looking guy. But you're the third best hockey player in that group. Okay, Shane? But listen, listen. You can come play on my right wing any day, Uncle Shane Smith. And listen. Here's a funny... Actual, uh, fu- actually, a funny story involving fucking Uncle Shaner. So... Remember the episode, uh, I don't know, a month or two ago regarding me being at a Jack and Jill in Sunderland Arena and there was a chick wearing leather pants and I was just a fucking chain-smoking loser drunk hanging around? Well, previous to that night, Uncle Shane Smith, he was selling tickets to this Jack and Jill. So I had texted him. He texted me, actually said, Hey, do you want to buy some tickets? I said, Nope, I've already got some. I bought them off somebody else. He said, are you coming? I said, yeah, I'm coming up. I'm coming up to the Jack and Jill to do two things, Shaner. I'm coming up to drink beer and beat the fuck out of you. And he's like, all right, yeah, fucking sweet. See you there, bud. All right, yeah, cool. So I get to this fucking Jack and Jill. And I haven't—I actually hadn't seen Uncle Shaner in... It'd been a couple months. Maybe, maybe a year. Maybe over a year. Anyways, COVID, you know, COVID. So this guy... This fucking guy comes walking through the crowd, and I think it's Uncle Shane Smith only. I think it's Shainer, but I think this guy's put on like 20 to 25 pounds. I'm like, holy fuck, Shainer's just fucking lay off the fucking Big Macs there, bud. Anyways, this guy comes up. He's like, hey, what's going on, Coxie? What's, how are you? And I'm like, Well, good. Just about done this beer. You know what that means? And the guy looks at me. He's like, no, what does that mean? So that means I'm going to beat the fuck out of you. And the guy's like, what? What the fuck? What's, why do you want to fight? What did I do? And I'm like, I told you I was coming up here to fucking drink beer and beat the fuck out of you. And I'm almost done this beer. And the poor guy's looking at me like, what the fuck are you talking about? And his girlfriend who's with him, she's looking at me and she's looking at her boyfriend. And he's like, listen, man, I don't know what I did, but he's like, I got no fucking interest in fighting you. He's like, who the fuck are you? I'm like. Shaner, it's me, Cox. He's like, Shaner, who the fuck is Shaner? I'm like, oh my God, you're not Shane Smith. <laughs> this guy's like, no, I am not. I know who he is, but I'm not Shane Smith. This fucking guy was Shane Smith's exact twin, except fucking 20 to 25 pounds heavier and a little fucking embarrassing for me. But, uh, yeah, so a little fucking, some poor, guy almost got to beat the fucking shit out of me for fun, because, you know, mistaken identity, but whatever. So that's a that's a quick little Uncle Shane Smith story for you there, and I know, Shaner, you're going to be pretty happy. You finally made the Cox Talks podcast here, buddy, so props to you. So listen, couple things I want to get into on this episode, and the first one being, now this is a little bit late, okay, but... I want to talk about fireworks, okay? Everybody loves fireworks. Am I right? Like, everybody fucking loves fireworks. Fireworks here in Canada, big tradition. Every May 2-4, usually on the Sunday night or the Monday night, or fuck, all weekend. Fucking why wouldn't you? It's May 2-4. And naturally, July 1st, Canada Day, everybody's, everybody's sending out fireworks, and... I mean, it's not really a big deal. Like I said, it's it's twice a year. You can, you can, each town almost in Canada puts on a firework display. If your town doesn't put one on your fucking neighbor, your neighboring town puts one on and you go there and you would do whatever you fucking, you watch fucking fireworks. But it's, it's, you know, what's fucking happening? It is becoming absolutely fucking disgusting and of course they only do it over Facebook because everybody wants to be a fucking keyboard warrior. The people that come on and complain, only on Facebook though, only on Facebook, complain about fireworks. And how it scares their dog and it scares their fucking cat. And can we please not have fireworks? Because my dog gets anxiety. <laughs> Poor little buster cowers in the corner like a little bitch because he thinks the fireworks are gunshots. No fucking Sharon, He doesn't think they're gunshots because if your dog has never been fucking shot or if your dog has never seen a gun go off or heard a gun go off, there's absolutely no fucking way your dog can think that a firework is a fucking gun. Fuck sakes. This is, this is fucking ridiculous, okay? Everybody talks about, and I'm not going to argue this. I'm not going to argue this in, in the littlest fucking possible way. Everybody talks about how their pet is a member of their family. They are more than a pet. I agree. Listen, I have a dog over at the farm, Lucy. I love her to death. She greets me every morning. I If anything ever happened to her, I'd be beside myself. I have a cat. That's right. I got a cat here at the house. I pretend like I hate the little fucker, but he's a pretty good cat. He likes to bring dead animals and leave them at the front door. And listen, the little fucker can catch mice like nobody's business, so he's welcome to. He's welcome to hang around. All right. I just wish he didn't when we, I just wish he didn't have anxiety and fucking throw up all the time when I go on vacation and stuff. But whatever. Anyways, if your fucking pet is part of your family, like you say it is, and it means so much to you, then when there's fireworks going off. Sit inside and console your fucking pet like you would if it was your fucking, your niece, your nephew, your daughter, your son, whatever. Console your fucking pet. Ignore the fucking fireworks outside. Take your pet to the fucking basement, okay? Turn the TV up loud, turn the radio on, turn a fan on, turn the fucking washing machine, the dryer on. Find a way to drown out the fucking noise for two nights a year. Jesus fucking Christ. It's two nights a year that fireworks go off. Now, listen, there are some complaints go on out there about fireworks after 11 p.m. And, you know, kids are sleeping. And so, okay, I can get behind those complaints. That's okay. I don't have kids, but I can understand what it would be like if you just get the kids settled down. You know, it's already late. It's a holiday, whatever. They've had a big day and some fucking, some hero couple streets over whatever lights off four or five firecrackers at 1am or 2am or whatever and wakes your fucking kids up. I, I can understand those complaints. All right. I get it. But here's the thing. You know what fireworks are for? Fireworks are for fucking kids. Okay. Don't get me wrong. Adults enjoy fireworks too. But fireworks are for the kids. Okay. Have you ever sat at, at your town's firework display or, or, you know, fucking Ontario place doesn't exist anymore. But for you older listeners out there, remember when you used to take your kids down to watch the Benson and, Hedge, Benson and Hedges Symphony of Fire, okay? Or maybe, maybe you've hit Parliament Hill a couple times for the fireworks display or Canada's Wonderland or Darien Lake or fucking Disney. Disney has one of like the greatest firework displays of all time. Do okay. you not know, remember taking your fucking kids there Okay, and watching the the excitement in in their body language, the excitement on their face, the amazement as the fireworks go up in the sky and fucking kaboom, crack, bang, fucking slap, fucking pop, crack, boom, bang, fucking whatever sound fucking fireworks make? Do, do, do you remember the looks on their faces, the looks of excitement? Do you remember as a child feeling that way towards fireworks? I bet you fucking do. So to sit there and complain because it makes your pets fucking anxious for two nights away uh for two nights out of the year is absolutely it makes me want to fucking vomit all over my computer screen. And I like to get on Facebook and I like to troll these these people a little bit. But this is one that just, I cannot believe the amount of complaints towards fireworks. Fireworks are for kids. Next time you're out at a firework display, take a minute and watch a kid's face when the firework goes up, lights up the sky, explodes everywhere. Watch their eyes. Watch the smile on their face, okay? And sit back and think for a minute, okay? Whether you want to take that away from kids, You want to be the fucking Karen out there that's responsible that complains just enough that the township, because they're so sick of dealing with you and your fucking point of view that they just cancel fireworks because it's just fucking easier to do it that way. You're taking that away from all these fucking kids. And what I will say is this, is all you fuckheads that complain about fireworks out there, it's pretty fucking funny how quickly you forgot what it was like to be a kid. Grow the fuck up. Accept it. For two nights a year, you know it's coming. Every year, fireworks come. May 2, 4, July long. Fucking prepare for it, all right? And quit quit being a fucking Debbie Downer about fireworks. Fireworks are fucking wicked. Let kids be kids. Let kids enjoy the fireworks. Sit in your fucking basement for two nights a year and fuck off. Anyways, moving on. Tim Hortons. Okay. It's well known on this Cox Talks podcast that I fucking think... I think Tim Hortons is absolutely fucking junk. Their food is shit. Their coffee makes me shit. And lately, the service that you get out of Tim Hortons is very subpar. And I'm not going to hack on the service too much because... Um, well, there's a, (laughs) fuck, no, fuck it. I'm going to hack on the service. Okay. You know what? You know what fucking makes me so mad about Tim Hortons is remember back in the day they used to put the fucking wax paper in your bag on top of your donut so that your fucking toppings didn't stick to the goddamn bag. Why don't they fucking do that anymore? Why don't they do that? I go to Tim Hortons every fucking time I get a Boston cream and I always forget to ask them to put it in a fucking box. And they stuff it in the fucking bag. And by the time you choke down your fucking half toasted cold fucking bagel with 14 pounds of fucking cream cheese on there. By the time you fucking plow that into your gut. You go to grab the Boston cream and the chocolate's all stuck to the top of the fucking bag. So then you just get a fucking plain cream donut because there's no fucking chocolate left on it. And you're stuck with a bag that looks like someone took a fucking shit in. Tim Hortons, can we fucking get back to making sure that if you're gonna serve me a donut in a fucking bag, you put the wax paper in on top of the fucking the chocolate or the sprinkles or the maple dip or whatever the fuck it is. Jesus Christ, figure it the fuck out. I okay, this I'm gonna I'm gonna get fucking ranty here. Okay, I'm gonna get ranty. I don't understand what everybody's fucking obsession with Tim Hortons is. And don't for a fucking minute tell me it's so Canadian. It's like, you know, it's summertime. So you see everybody's on Instagram or Facebook or, oh, how Canadian is this? And it's a girl sitting on At her cottage in the Muskoka's with a fucking canoe. And there's a beaver out in the lake swimming. And there's a fucking moose walking across her front lawn. And she's holding a fucking extra large double-double. It's not really that Canadian because Tim Hortons, although it may have started in fucking Canada, is not Canadian owned anymore. It's owned by the Americans. It's owned by that fucking company that owns Wendy's. I don't know what the name of them is. Maybe they're fucking, maybe it's just owned by Wendy's. I don't even fucking know anymore. But I don't understand people's obsession with it. Okay. Their food is shit. I said this already. Their service is fucking subpar. Okay. And I I don't understand why people go there so often. So without using his last name. And this is just because I don't remember. One of the Facebook uh, community groups that I frequent to, um, to just get material from. And just to have a good laugh. There's this fucking guy named Carl. And, uh. Like once a week, sometimes okay. We'll we'll go with a minimum of twice a month. This fucking guy comes on this community chat to rip his local Tim Hortons about they got his order wrong, or his fucking sandwich was cold, or he ordered chicken noodle soup and he got cream of mushroom soup. Something okay. Twice a month, he comes on there and slams his local Tim Hortons, but he fucking keeps going there. I, this is this is what I don't understand. And and he listen. Big Carl's not the only fucking guy, okay? I see lots of people coming on Facebook to fucking slam Tim Hortons, okay? And and the same people that slam Tim Hortons, they're on there multiple times. But they keep fucking going back. Like, if you, like, I don't fucking get it. How many times are you going to touch the hot fucking burner on your stove, Carl, before you stop fucking complaining that the burner's hot? Motherfucker, how fucking dumb? Can you fucking be? I just don't get it. If a place is so, like, listen, I go to Tim Hortons occasionally because my better half likes some of their products and because I'm such a good boyfriend, I will go to Tim Hortons to get her the things that she likes from Tim Hortons, but I'm slowly turning her off Tim Hortons as well. But here's what, here's, here's what gets me. Okay. Okay. Back to the complaining about Tim Hortons. <clears throat> I was in there on the weekend picking up an iced coffee and um, a bagel for my girlfriend. And I got myself an iced coffee while I was there. But I, I went inside to stand in line because the drive-thru was just... The lineup was fucking down the street and around the corner. It was ridiculous. I don't... Again, I don't fucking understand it. But pretty long lineup in there. Staff. I mean, lots... It seemed like there was lots of staff. But this lineup was taking forever. And... It's mostly because there was a thousand and three fucking staff on duty, but only two of them were doing anything. It was so busy. It was such a clusterfuck in there that a lot of these greenhorn Tim Hortons workers, they were just standing there with blank fucking looks on their face, licking their own shoulders. They didn't know whether to fucking shit or go blind. They didn't know whether to run cash or fucking make coffee. They didn't know whether to run cash or fucking toast bagels. They didn't know if they should be making sandwiches or restocking the fucking chocolate milk cooler. It was like, and there was, the thing of it was too, there was no like, um, for lack of a better term, there was no like fucking general back there commanding employees on what to do and how to do it and how to do it efficiently to get people in and get people out. Okay, there was no, there was no direction back there. Okay, but this, so I'm watching this couple, okay? And they're standing there and they're waiting for their order and they're waiting for their order and they're waiting for their order. And finally, they've had enough. So they go up to the counter and they say, listen, we've been standing here for almost 15 minutes and we haven't got our order yet. Like, what what's going on? So a girl comes over and, wow, well, what was your order? Blah, 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 blah. Long story short, they refuse. So, so the, the girl goes and gets their order. And then they stand there and they watch her make it. And then they refuse to take it. They refuse to take the order. And I was standing right there. So I saw all this fucking shit unfold. So they stand there and they watch this girl make the order that they'd been waiting 15 minutes for. And then when the girl comes back, they claim that they don't want the order because it touched too many hands. Too many people handled their food and their coffee. So, I'm standing there, and I'm like, is this really a thing? So, like, you stand there for 15 minutes. You're waiting on an order that you paid money for, and now you get your order, and now you don't want it because too many hands touched your order. Okay. So, I'm the, the math is processing in my head as all this is fucking unfolding. And then the guy, the husband, he says to the girl behind the counter, he says, um... You expect me to take that coffee and drink it after three to four people have handled that coffee cup? We just came through a global pandemic and you and you expect me to drink that coffee when it's touched four people's fucking hands. Now, I actually burst out laughing and the guy turned around and shot me a fucking dirty look and I just shook my head at him. So here's the thing. So, so you're scared of getting COVID in a public coffee shop but you come to a public coffee shop to get your coffee. If you're that fucking scared of it, why wouldn't you make your fucking coffee at home? Like I don't, this, this is where it doesn't, why are you even leaving your house if you're still scared of fucking getting COVID? Like I just, this, this, these are the fucking absolute idiotic fucking decisions that people make out there Lately. And I've noticed a lot of this lately. People make the dumbest fucking decisions. But refuse to hold themselves accountable for it. And it's fucking disgusting. So. The couple. They got their money back. The girl just took their food. And threw it in the fucking garbage. Which I was like. Whatever. And the guy went storming past me. And he kind of. He kind of bumped my shoulder a little bit. And. And. I, I don't know whether it was on purpose. I don't know whether it was just tight quarters, whatever. But I kind of uttered to him, oh, hope you don't get COVID from my shoulder. And he fucking, the fucking fat bald loser shot me the dirtiest fucking look. Man, if I had better cardio, I would have went out and fucking rope started that fat prick right in the parking lot. But my cardio sucks. But I'll tell you what, I guarantee it was better than his, but I don't, I don't get it. I don't get people that are still scared of COVID. I've never been scared of COVID. Like if I get it, I get it. I almost hope I get it so that I just get it over with. Maybe I've had it. I don't know. And you know what? I'm vaxxed. I'm vaxxed. But here's the fucking thing. You can't get COVID if you don't get tested for COVID. Because you know what? When I was sick, if I felt sick, I fucking stayed home. I stayed away from people. It worked for fucking centuries. But all of a sudden, back starting in 2018, it didn't fucking work anymore. Don't know why. But, he- okay. but here's the other thing. Back, back to the task at hand. Another thing I've fucking noticed about, you know, people complain about Tim Hortons, but they keep going there. People complain about the fucking service at Tim Hortons. And and this is, this is more than Tim Hortons, too. This goes on at a lot of restaurants. I had a conversation with the bartender at my local Boston Pizza, which I think is also a fucking garbage place to eat. But... And she was she was telling me about since since things have opened back up, how difficult people have been to deal with. And and I don't know. I I don't know where I don't know why people think it's okay to treat um, people in the restaurant industry, the retail industry, where anywhere, actually, Uh, anywhere. I don't understand when it became okay to treat people like absolute shit. Okay, listen, I despise Tim Hortons. I hate, listen, well documented here. But not once have I ever gone in and treated their employees like shit. No matter how long I had to wait. No matter whether my order was wrong or not. I'm always polite about it. Nine out of ten times if my order's wrong, I just fucking take it anyways. Because who gives a fuck? Because you know what? I'm going to Tim Hortons or I'm going to Boston Pizza or I'm going to the keg. Or I'm going to Blue Blood Steakhouse. Or if I'm in Calgary, I'm going to the Cattle Baron. Or I'm going somewhere, Kelsey's, the craft beer market, whatever. The National. I don't even know if that place is still fucking open in Calgary. But I'm going out to these places for food and drink because I'm too fucking lazy to make my shit at home. Or maybe I just want a nice night out. So if I'm too lazy to do my shit at home, to cook a meal, to make a fucking coffee... If I'm too lazy to do that at home, I have no right to go to a Tim Hortons, a Country Style, whatever, a Starbucks. Fucking rarely do I go to a Starbucks. I have no right to go to one of those places and treat people like shit because they're doing a job that I'm either too good to do or I'm too fucking lazy to do. If I'm too lazy to do it or I'm too good to do it and somebody serves it to me, I'm going to give them all the respect in the world. Whether they get my fucking order wrong or not. it I, I don't understand. And, and it's been worse since we came out of this pandemic. And I don't know whether it's everybody's entitlement. I don't know whether... I don't know whether it's the whole fucking Karen movement. I don't know what it is. But I've noticed it a lot lately. You're out in public and people are treating employees of the places we as consumers visit often treating those workers like absolute fucking dog shit. And it's fucking disgusting, especially, especially at restaurants, coffee shops, whatever. They're understaffed right now because I think this whole, there, there, there's obviously everybody's going through staff shortages. it, It seems like, or that's everybody's excuse. I don't know, but I think a lot more people retired during or after COVID than, than we realize. And it's been really hard to fill that gap. A, because people don't want to work anymore. They're too good to work. B, the whole fucking, this comes back to don't want to work and they're too good to work. And I, I don't think it's being handed out anymore, but it comes back to the whole Serb thing. Like, I know all through COVID, okay, yeah, some people couldn't work because their place of work was permanently closed down or whatever, okay? But, you know, the world always needs fucking ditch diggers. But everybody's too fucking good to be a fucking ditch digger these days. And what I can understand is the cost of living has fucking skyrocketed and nobody's working. Nobody's working. And we'll go back to the Tim Hortons, okay? The first people to complain about their order being served to them wrong at Tim Hortons or McDonald's or wherever are the first people to claim that they're too fucking good to work there. So if you're too good to work there, shut the fuck up. I understand making a coffee or making a fucking bagel or flipping a burger. I understand that's easy fucking work. I get it. But you can't fucking sit there and tell me that you have ha- made zero mistakes in your fucking workplace. You've never gone to your workplace and had a fucking bad day. Are you fucking kidding me? I have seven fucking bad days a week. I make 21 fucking mistakes a week on a good week. Okay? You can't fucking tell me that your everyday in the workplace is fucking perfect. Get off these people's cases. You're going to Tim Hortons. You're going to wherever because you're too fucking lazy to make your fucking coffee at home. Okay? So shut the fuck up. Take your order as it is. Give these fucking people a break. Okay? Give them a fucking break. And furthermore, I hear a lot of fucking complaints about, you know, a lot of these places have what I will call new Canadians working at, at, at at said places. And I, what I hear a lot of is, well, a car's gonna get your fucking order wrong when they can't fucking understand English. All right? Fair point. But, You know why those places are filled with new Canadians that don't speak English? Because all us fucking born and raised Canadians are too fucking good to work there. They don't pay enough. They don't have a benefit package. They want me to work weekends. They want me to work past five o'clock. I can make more money sitting at home collecting fucking money from the fucking government and I can do whatever I want. Fucking good on you. Blue-collared people out there. Hard-working people. That, we're getting sick of fucking paying your way. That well's going to run dry in a fucking hurry. Let me tell you. Okay? I just, I don't, my, my point is I don't fucking understand why it's okay. And why are we, are why are we, fucking, let's get it together here. Why we as a society are letting people treat other people so fucking shitty. Because they are doing jobs that we refuse to do because we're too fucking good to do them or they don't fucking pay enough I'll tell you what if I ever lost my job at the farm or we lost the farm or something like that happened and the only fucking job I could get was at Tim Hortons or McDonald's or fucking slinging garbage or digging ditches or running a fucking septic truck I don't give a shit I'm going to go out and I'm going to fucking make an honest living that's just the way I am and I and obviously I get it not everybody's, not everybody's fucking wired that way but a lot of us, if a lot of if, if a lot of us out there would get our fucking fat, slob, fucking stinking asses off the fucking couch. Quit bitching and complaining because somebody else isn't doing their fucking job right. Put your fucking money where your mouth is and get out and show us how it's done. Period. If you're so good at what you do, put your money where your mouth is. Get out. Show me how to dig that ditch. Show me how to flip that burger. Show me how to put cream cheese on a goddamn bagel and not get my fucking extra-large double-double wrong. Show me that you could do it, and then I'll shut my fucking mouth. But none of you will. Not a single one of you will. And to you parents out there, and, yeah, I'm going to take some slack. Oh, it is coxie. know he's not a fucking parent. Not that we know of. Not that we know of. We do. I may be a parent, but we don't know. All you parents out there that let your kids get away with this shit, all you parents that let your kids sit at home and you just give them their fucking handouts or you let them collect their SERB or whatever it is, shame on you. Shame on you for not making your kids go out and learn about responsibility. Learn the fucking value of a dollar. Learn how to interact with fucking people and solve fucking problems brought on by consumers. Problem solving. Interaction with people. Being social with people. Shame on you for not sending your kids out into the work world. And letting them learn that shit. Because I'll tell you what. And angry old man yelling at clouds here. I'm very concerned for the future. Not only of of this province. But of this country. And of this world. With these next generation of fucking snowflake. Bubble wrap little entitled pukes. That are going to be coming up and taking care of me when I'm a senior. I'm very fucking concerned about it. Because not one of them has critical thinking. None of them knows how to solve a fucking problem. Zero fucking social skills. And they think they can get everything for nothing. And it's absolute fucking horse shit. Let's get back to treating people in the workforce with a little fucking respect. And maybe you'll get better service. What fucking goes around comes around figure it out people let's start being a little bit nicer to people okay I just I don't I don't understand when we started to allow all this but it's getting fucking disgusting and I I know a lot of you people out there agree with me and finally here on the Cockstocks podcast after my little bit of a rant there there's something I noticed. So my better half and I, we've been we've been hitting uh, the water on the Sea-Doo quite a bit this summer, you know. Got a, got a pretty nice brand new Sea-Doo. Got a pretty nice truck to tow it around with. And, you know, all I want to do is complain about the fucking price of gas. No, that's not true at all. I don't complain about the price of gas. Because, again, I get out. I work every day. I make an honest living. I like to have fun. Fun costs money. Period. That I work hard for. So, whatever gas prices they are what they are okay anyways do you ever notice and and dudes out there dudes there listening i know you're going to fucking agree with me here maybe it's something you haven't picked up on yet but by the time i'm done you're going to agree with me here do you ever notice that the the new fashion or i wouldn't call it new fashion it's been around for a while but ladies women chicks broads birds whatever you want to call them they're all wearing like big fucking giant sunglasses now. Okay. And that's cool. I'm into them. Like, fuck. They don't bother me. But have you ever noticed that giant sunglasses can make a two, a fucking ten? Have you ever noticed that? And and I'll tell you where I picked this up from. My girlfriend and I were over in New York State. We we dude across the St. Lawrence Seaway, Waterway, whatever you want to call it. And we were having lunch In um, Alexandria Bay, New York, nice little town. And uh, listen, I'll tell you what, anybody out there that's having a bachelor party or just a fucking guy's weekend away, let me tell you, Alexandria Bay, lots of potential there, fellas, lots of potential for a good time. Okay, so there's this table full of uh, chicks. They're kind of sitting behind us. I have full view of them. I have a phobia of sitting with my back to people so I always have to sit with my back against the wall whatever we can get into that another day um, <laughs> so I always I'm always look I'm on, I'm a people watcher I'm always looking at people right so there's this table full of chicks and I'm looking at them and talking to my girlfriend and I'm like yeah chicks are fucking good looking and there's one she's a blonde and you know big hoopy earrings and you know what we say about you know bigger the hoops bigger the whore right that's that's how she goes and she's got you know like platinum blonde hair and it's done up in a tight bun and she's decked out to the nines, right? She's looking good. She's looking good. Great big fucking sunglasses on. And then she takes her sunglasses off and it was like, oh, fuck. She was, she was a two. Maybe, uh, you know what? On a good day, I'd give her a four. But I was, and, and I have seen this before, but I'd never seen it so prevalent. And I don't, I don't know what it is. It's a, does it hide their face? Is does it that it makes them mysterious? I don't, I don't know what it is. But <clears throat> pardon me, I, t- I just I can't. Next time you're out with a group of guys, you're out with your girlfriend or your parents or whatever, and you know you're sitting on a patio or whatever, and you see you see a good-looking girl. All right, notice whether or not she's got the giant eyeglasses, the, the giant sunglasses on, and she's gonna take them off, and you're gonna change your opinion on where you rank her on the hot scale. And you know what else does this? And and before we before we go on here, I want you you guys know that I'm always into lots of feedback. I love feedback on the Cox Sox podcast here. I want your feedback on this why do big sunglasses make twos tens? I want to know your theory on it. I've tried to come up with a theory on why and I can't I can't hammer it out. I know it's there, like I know what happens obviously, but I don't know what it is. So I'm I'm curious to hear your feedback on this. But here's another one. Here's another one that does it's got the same effect. So you can see a girl driving her, you know, Chevy Cruze or Honda Civic, whatever it is, RAV4, Corolla, fucking Buick LeSabre for all I care. But a chick that drives a car with tinted windows, blacked out tinted windows is hotter when she's in her car than when she gets out. And it's, it's, it's kind of like the same fucking effect as the sunglasses. Is it, is it cause she's so mysterious cause you can't see in her car or you can only like partially see her or, you know, like if she's wearing like a white tank top or whatever, and she's got the seatbelt, you know what? I, yeah. You guys know what I mean? The seatbelt splits her big old titties there, right? And you, just, and you just stare at her tits. And is that what turns you on? Is that what makes you think she's hot? You just get the white tank top or tube top. You know, the strapless shirt and the fucking seatbelts. Just, oh yeah, just dividing those big mommy milkers there. You know what I mean? Is that what it is? And, and here's the thing. Here's the thing too. Chicks with tinted windows and white tank tops always have big hoop earrings on. So, are girls that drive cars with tinted windows are they hotter in their car because they look sluttier this is this is this is a fair this is an honest question because guys listen no guys gonna admit this to his wife and i have a better half but listen i i can't believe i'm going to say this on the air but guys are more attracted to girls that look like sluts there i said it okay now just because you're attracted to them that doesn't mean you bring girls that look like sluts Home to your mom and dad to meet them. Okay, you can you can think they're hot and you can think they're sexy and you can fucking want to take them to Pound Town, but that doesn't mean they're the type of girl you bring home to mom and dad. Okay, fact, guys are attracted to slutty girls. I said it again. That's just it's just the way it is. So, I'm not saying girls that drive vehicles with tinted windows are sluts. I'm saying it makes them look like sluts. Okay, and it makes them look hot and i don't know why i don't know the theory behind it is it the slot theory i don't know okay i'm trying to di- to trying to decipher this as we speak but i want to know what it is i want to know people's theories on the darks the big dark sunglasses why do sunglasses make girls go from a 2 to a 10 and why do car girls that drive cars with tinted windows why do they look hotter in their cars so that like girls they, they should have it right on, like, the the top of their windshield. Like, you know, in your rearview mirror, it says objects may appear closer than, or no. Objects are closer than they appear. That's what it says in your rearview mirror. You know, it should say on a girl's car, you know, like, girl may not be as hot as she appears or something. It should be written on their fucking windshields. It's just my opinion. It's just the way it is. It's my theory and I can't, I can't, I haven't quite worked out why, but I'm thinking if I get enough feedback here and we can discuss it on the Cox Talks podcast, because it's summertime, right? It's summertime. Chicks are out driving around and, and you know what, you know what else is really hot and I don't know why, but when chicks have the tinted windows and a sunroof, that, that makes chicks look hot too. Cause the sun shines through the, yeah, it's makes them look hot. It is what it is, but I want to know everybody's theory on this. And we're going to see if we can come up with like a a joint theory on why, <laughs> why these things are the way they are. Okay, so that was a little bit of a a, a a loop more loose or more laid back, more fun topic to end off the podcast with. That's going to be it. That's going to be all for this week's Cox Talks podcast. Thanks for sticking around. Thanks for being patient. I appreciate you guys. Um, I also have more hats available. If you would like a Cox Talks hat, $30, $30, $30, $30, I love you long time. No, $30, I just give you a hat, okay? Get a hold of me on Instagram, Facebook, whatever, um, and we can line you up to get you a hat. I take cash. I take e-transfers. I take checks. I take coins. I take reach-arounds. Whatever you got to give but it's got to equal out to $30, $30. Okay, so yeah. Again, that's it. That's all for the Cox Talks podcast. Thanks for listening. Don't forget, tell your friends. Tell your fucking friends about the Cox Talks podcast. Thanks for listening. Been a slice.